the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Friday, April the 29th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On April 29, 1946, 28 former Japanese officials went on trial in Tokyo. They were war criminals. Seven of them ended up being sentenced to death. Today in 1429, Joan of Arc entered the besieged city of Orleans to lead a French victory over the English. The English that I know haven't forgotten it. Today in 1913, Gideon Sundback of Hoboken, New Jersey, he patented the all-purpose zipper. What would we do without the zipper? Today in 1916, the Easter Rising in Dublin collapsed. Irish nationalists surrendered to the British authorities. Today, in 1927, construction of Charles Lindbergh's Spirit of St. Louis was completed. It was probably the most famous airplane in the world, at least among the two or three most famous. Today, in 1945, during World War II, American soldiers liberated Dachau, a Nazi concentration camp. Today, in 1997, a worldwide treaty to ban chemical weapons went into effect. Today, in 2008, Democratic presidential hopeful Barack Obama denounced his former pastor, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Barack said that his pastor was divisive and destructive about his remarks on race. I must pause to remind us all that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama had attended Reverend Jeremiah Wright's church. He was way out there in what he said from the pulpit. He was way off course biblically, and culturally, he was everything that Obama supposedly opposed in regards to racism and that whole thing. But Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, he married them. They attended that church, along with Oprah Winfrey and others, for 20 years. It was only when he began to run for politics and got some pushback that he decided that Reverend Jeremiah Wright had it all wrong. Only when his pastor became a liability did he denounce him. That's the way of the left. Always, always, always changing, evolving. There is no fixed truth, there is no loyalties, really, among those who embrace a leftist worldview. Today in 2010, the U.S. Navy officially ended a ban on women serving on submarines, saying the first women would be reporting for duty by 2012. Some in the Navy had objected to that. They said the quarters are so tight in those submarines, I can only imagine. They didn't think it would be the best for men and women to be serving together, but the powers that be said otherwise. 
Today in 2011, Britain's Prince William and Kate Middleton, they were married at London's Westminster Abbey. Yesterday I mentioned that Joe Biden, President Biden, has initiated through Homeland Security this new disinformation uh, panel. It's kind of like a, a criminal panel, except some of the people that they'll be looking into didn't know they were criminals. They knew they disagreed with the leftist view. But I mentioned this, and I, I must mention it again because it's continuing to be in the news. We'll probably talk more about this on the program. It's it's very concerning in the light of what we know from history. But anyway, he's President Biden has set this up, and he appointed, or they appointed, uh, this Nina Jankowitz. And I, I mentioned her yesterday on the program. I, I don't mean to be repetitious, but this is kind of a developing story, as they say. And uh, she has been arguing. She is now heading this up, and it's a panel. It's going to have teeth. I mean, they can do things to people if they're saying the wrong things. They can penalize and punish. They have that kind of power. Well, she has been saying on on social media lately, this Jankowitz, who is going to head up this this Ministry of Information, is what it's been called, um, she has been tweeting that, online mockery of Vice President Kamala Harris and other women in public life is a threat to national security. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should, anybody should mock Kamala Harris or any other woman online. But, where could this go? And it's getting people's attention. She said, platforms and governments aren't doing enough. She wrote on social media. She said, it's time to act. Our national security and democracy is at stake. Fortunately, we now have a ministry of truth to address these issues. Tucker Carlson was talking about it last night. As I mentioned, we talked about it yesterday morning. Homeland Security Secretary announced his cabinet agency and was establishing this disinformation governance board to more effectively combat, those are his words, what he deemed a threat to election and homeland security. As I said, we'll certainly keep an eye on that. I'm sure we'll be talking more about it in the very near future. Former President, 45th President Donald Trump, he was uh, back on social media yesterday afternoon. On Truth Social, that's his own um, social media platform. He's been developing it over the last year, and we've heard a little bit about it. I've been kind of following it. But anyway, he showed a picture of him, a photo of him at Mar-a-Lago, his place, his resort there that he owns, where he lives now, I think, pretty much full-time. And he was uh, sitting there with his phone, and he had both thumbs going, um, texting or whatever, And uh, he said on his uh, Truth Social account, he said, I'm back. (laughs) And so whatever that means, that's what he said. And those two two words rattled more than a few cages because, boy, the hatred has not subsided for that man among those who dislike him or disagree with him. It's amazing. We live in some trying times, amazing times. The psalmist wrote about such times as these a long time ago. So I would 
suggest that these kinds of dimes are not new, even though they may be new to us. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 71, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness, and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me, and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou art my hope, O Lord God, thou art my trust from my youth. Therein is the word of the Lord for today and every day. God is indeed all of that to all of us who serve him. Communist Party in China launched a campaign this month to pressure citizens to carry around a little red book. That caught my attention. It's about dictator Xi Jinping's cult ideology. It's about socialism with Chinese characteristics, he says, greatly escalating with the publication of a video that they have now put out on social media all over China, but it's also leaked out into Europe and other places. You'll see it here soon. But they're show, it's showing citizens reading communist propaganda to toddlers. One p- picture that I saw was an older gentleman, looked like a grandfather probably, or at least that image, reading out of the little red book to a little, probably two-year-old. Much like public school activists in America reading transgender materials to kindergartens. This is not a new effort by the communist China. It's a renewed effort, a new version of Mayo's Little Red Book. I'm certain that in a matter of days, not weeks, but months, but days, this newly minted Little Red Book will be showing up on American campuses. I know a little bit about that Little Red Book. I've discussed that with kids more than once. I would not be overstating to say I've had a thousand conversations about the contents of the Little Red Book. Mayo Tung's Little Red Book. This is the newest version of that same old worn-out, failing idea of socialism, communism, etc. Since taking over the country in 2013, she has worked slowly but surely trying to usurp Mayo's place in history. He wants to cement his own name in the Chinese Constitution and that of the Chinese Communist Party And he's coined his own ideology, in effect. He's been very, very diligent about this, working behind the scenes and up front. He is, as you know, the head of China. He is the head of the Communist Party. The new version of this little red book is titled Xi Jinping Thought on Socialism with Chinese Characteristics for a New Era. (laughs) The book was formerly titled Quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong, and was meant to be an analogy of the uh, Communist Manifesto, making the murderous ideology accessible to all the Chinese citizens and facilitate, kind of like, well, kind of like Martin Luther's Wittenberg Bible. I mean, that is the path they're on, and that's the methods they're using. To put this in front of every person in the, what is their, population now, 1.7 billion, I think, something like that. But to put it in front of every person in China and force them to study it and memorize it, really, they are. 
It's a move to fully indoctrinate their country. And if it were just going to be contained in China, I probably wouldn't be talking about it this morning, but I, I've got to talk about it because I know it will not be contained in China. Not that we don't care. I know, too, that there are millions and millions of Christians. No one knows for sure how many, but millions of Christians in China. They've been forced underground for a long time. They can't worship openly. They don't have any freedom, really, to worship. China says they do, but they don't. They all say they don't. I believe them. You smuggle Bibles in, you get caught, you get arrested. I've not been arrested, but I've been a part of that process in the past, many years ago. I wasn't there, but I was assisting people who were going in and out of there taking Bibles in. Thank God. But I will tell you, I was raising money to help them buy Bibles. But thank the Lord that this there's a kind of a, a organic church in China of Jesus Christ, and they are faithful Christians. But China itself, as a whole, as a nation, is communist to the core because the leadership is communist to the core. Some years ago when I was a youth pastor, and I've mentioned that before, I faced the almost daily challenge of sayings and thoughts from Mao Zedong. It was always in the form of a challenge to the teachings of Jesus Christ that I was teaching, whether it was a small group of 40, 50 kids or whether it was a, a thousand kids. It always came down to, yeah, but, but Jesus said that, but Mao said this. I mean, it was stunning to me then, and it is now, that these kids were so well-versed in this little red book, and they all carried it around in their back pocket. It was made the size to fit the back pocket of a pair of jeans. I had many responses to these confused kids back in the day, and this isn't about me, but one of them that I enjoyed the most when I was talking to kids, when they would start this Mao thing on me, I got sick and tired of Mao Zedong. I was glad he was dead. A lot of other people were too. But when they would start talking to me about what Mao said, I would politely, at first, I would remind, remind them that it was Mao Zedong who sought power by killing tens of millions of people. Some historians say that he killed as many as 45 million people from 1958 to 1962 as he advanced his, what he called, Great Leap Forward policy. That's kind of the equivalent of Build Back Better today in another country, like our country. But that made him, if he indeed did kill 45 million, there's, there's legitimate historians who absolutely say he did. No one knows for sure, but they say the evidence is that he did. If that is true, that made him the greater the greatest killer of all time. He killed more people than Hitler and Stalin combined to advance his progressive ideas, his communist ideas. I would tell them that. They didn't like that. And they, most of them hadn't heard that before. But I would tell them that Jesus killed no one. But he laid down his own life so that billions of people could have eternal life through his resurrection. Then I would ask the kid, who do you want to follow? If you follow Mao, you'll end up in hell with he and others like him. If you follow Jesus, you'll end up in heaven 
let's talk about it. <laughs> and then we went from there. So I, I've been through this. I, the Little Red Book is, is a powerful tool. The communists know it, and now they're back with a new version of it. Xi's regime has already used this social credit system to kind of begin to reshape even what is a now communist culture. That ascribes every citizen a numerical score. It's based on their loyalty to communism. It's to force citizens to memorize Xi Jinping now, thought, the government, the government has forced Communist Party officials to regularly use a mobile app. It's known, I, I can't pronounce it in Mandarin, but it, it's known as, in English, study to make China strong. To memorize Xi's quotes, just like one would the Bible, John 3.16 or whatever, they, they memorize Xi's quotes and this has been going on since 2019, but now they're pushing it to the forefront all out. And this is the basis for this new little red book. It is the virtual presentation of it, online presentation of it. At least one province, a province appears to have added a retro form of the indoctrination in its policies. I was looking at it last night. And uh, in addition to the mobile app, and they're going back and they're regurgitating Mao and Xi, and they're not that far apart, but they're saying a few different things. But in the past, past few days, a series of pocket-sized books, these Xi Jinping thought on socialism with Chinese characteristics for a new era, it is, has a subtitle of Everyone Learns, and then it's carefully compiled by the propaganda department of the party. The Communist Party. It's become the authoritative teaching material. A government notice posted on April 18th said this. It was calling this book a treasure in the palm of your hand. That's how strongly they're pushing this book. I mean, it's like trying to get Bibles into people's hands. I mean, it's it's war in its most ragged, rugged moment. Communist officials have reportedly forced all bookstores now to install a display case with Xi Jinping's pocketbook and regularly organize the masses to carry out these learning and exchanges. That's what they're calling them, learning and exchanges. But there's no exchange. It's only learning. These kids cannot. They cannot disagree publicly. They'll be punished if they dissent. I mean, it's, they're saying that. Reports indicate that bookstores are not the only ones being forced to distribute the propaganda item. Schools, not surprisingly, rural areas, businesses, local hotels, even hospitals are handing out the pocketbook. It's amazing. This Weibo is a uh, government-controlled social media site in China. It, too, is promoting the Little Red Book, of course. Beginning Wednesday of this week, Weibo began running a video of people of all ages interrupting their day to sit and read the book. As I said earlier, there's an elderly man in one little video piece and, and a still picture as well. He can be seen reading to a child. That looks at, the kid looks to be about two years old, and the child looks very attentive, which I'm sure was they had to do several takes to get that, but... I don't know how a two-year-old could be attentive on the stuff that I know that's in that book, but nonetheless, he looks that way. One of the things that struck me is the concerning parallels of this. 
Number one, we should be aware of this because these books will be on campuses. If you have children or grandchildren on college campuses, they will likely have access to these books within days, not weeks or months. That's been my experience over time with this from this country and this Communist Party. But the, the parallels of this, carrying a physical red book and all of that's involved in this, it, it, it's concerning to say the least. I don't want to overstate it, but in reading through what they're doing, I just took a couple of bullet points out of it. I mean, there's so much there, we couldn't cover it all. And I don't think you need me to cover it all. I mean, you get what we're talking about. I know you do. You're smart, smart listeners to this program. But there's no limit in doing research. This Chen said he's the education minister. He's ordered his officials to rewrite all the school textbooks and include in the text of the book itself the text of Xi Jinping's thought. That's very consistent with what they do. Anyone who's trying to brainwash people do that. And as I said, the parallels are striking. They're chilling. There's no limit in doing research, Jen said, but you are not allowed to voice dissidents in the classroom. In other words, you can look into this. You may disagree with it, but you better not say it out loud. Does that have any familiar ring? It does to me. There's also a project underway in China to rewrite the Bible. I've mentioned that before on this program and force it into the churches that are there that they know about. And they are forced to preach their sermons and they'll be checked upon by I mean, the people will show up in their services to check on them that when they preach a sermon from the Bible, these pastors, they must include some of the thoughts, whether they're conflicting or somewhat parallel, like doing good things or whatever, to biblical scripture, they must be quoting Xi Jinping as well, and Confucius. That's been underway for about a year. I talked about that quite a bit on this program about a year ago when they first launched this thing. Well, it's well underway, and I've been following it. I haven't been talking about it. But Chen said the ministry would start amending textbooks and training teachers after the Congress. They have a Congress, I guess, kind of like a convention coming up this summer. I think it's this summer. It is this summer. And um, that, that'll be part of the education sector's historic task. The South China Morning Post had a big article on that earlier this week, and they were talking all about it in kind of glorious terms. But the topic, Xi Jinping thought, will become part of the political ideology courses that all pupils and all students in their education system are required to take. It isn't a big leap to draw some comparisons to the progressive agenda in our own country. Is forcing a five-year-old kindergartner to be introduced to transgenderism and homosexuality that much different? I know some people are probably shrieking right now, but is it? I mean, honestly, I understand communist China's goals. Certainly, I don't agree with them, but I understand them. It's global domination. Okay, so that's what they're after. But what could the cultural agenda of the leftists in our own country, what could they be after other than to groom little children to follow them on their pathway to destruction? What other good can come from this insanity 
that we're doing some of the same things that communist China is doing. What is the matter with us? Over the past few years, China has been opening Confucius Institutes on American colleges. I've talked about that on this program as well. Even high school campuses. The institutes, we're told, are to teach Chinese culture. There's no political agenda. They, they say this. It's all a political agenda. Just like sex ed and other courses in our own school, in our own country, have become. These institutes... Some of them have been closed from pressure of local politicians. Most have not been. University of Washington has hosted one since 2010. Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, they, they're all in, as far as I know, unless they've even just very recently closed theirs down. I have no reason to believe they have, nor the University of Washington, although I know there's pressure on those. But that's all across the country. It isn't just here in the Northwest. With this effort to indoctrinate their own children, does any anyone doubt that communist China will hesitate to launch an all-out effort to indoctrinate your kids and my kids? This little red book is going to appear in our country, and the conversation will be renewed and revived. But I'm not sure if I'm more concerned about the little red book or about our own people, our own textbooks in our own country. The little red book will appear... And again, I believe it will raise the question, I hope it does, should we follow Xi Jinping among our kids or Jesus? I pray our kids and our youth ministry leaders can turn America's attention from studying our belly button in order to decide what sex we are when we're five years old to a conversation about life and eternity, about what really counts, what really matters. I sincerely pray our pulpits are prepared to step aside and put aside the five ways to be happy sermons and speak the truth in this present darkness. We need the truth. We desperately need the truth. And the truth is not my words, it's God's word. We must speak the truth. Forget the nonsense. Sorry I get so emotional about but I mean, this is... This is time and eternity. This is life and the life after life. It's about God. Deuteronomy is a second law giving. Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart, and you shall teach them diligently unto your children. We talked about that Barna survey that just came out yesterday on this program. Parents are saying, yeah, we're Christian, and only 1% of them have a Christian, a biblical, true biblical worldview. How are we going to teach our children diligently when China's knocking on their door saying, no, look at my little red book. Put your Bible away. You don't need that. Here's the truth. And then we'll wonder and we'll say, what happened? Where did we go wrong? Verse 7 in chapter 6 says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall walk uh, talk of them and sit when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Bind them on your hand. Put them on your doorpost and so on. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and upon thy gates. We're not doing that. I'm out of time. I certainly could continue on this subject, but I'm out of time. I must say thank you for your 
support of this ministry. It wouldn't exist without you, and we need your help. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.